it short because we got a long way to go and I want to make sure I, I answer your questions that you ask. Um, okay. my, my story is um, I'm, I'm originally from the Bay Area. I'm from Oakland, California. I have um, relocated to Houston and um, I'm on a whole new journey in life. I, I left the, I'm still in the education field. I've been in it for like 20 years and um, that's my passion and my love, but I'm, I'm letting you know God is leading me somewhere totally different. So I don't even know where I'm going. I'm just following him. Yes, amen. <laughs> I'm following him. And so um, my story is uh, last 20 years, I have had like real life experiences. And it's no way in the world that I will allow anybody, <laughs> anybody to experience the things that I have gone through. So my story is to my, um, the story that I'm telling our, our story that I want to tell is that you don't have to do this alone. I've done it and I'm, I'm trying to get you to stop. <laughs> I'm trying to get you the help that, that we need. So um, the book is titled my last 20 um, breaking the curse to embrace the blessing. People tell me it's an easy read. I don't know. Um, I wrote it. <laughs> it is an easy read. <laughs> I, I, I wrote it, so it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it was easy to me because I wrote it. <laughs> yes, but um, yeah, it's a real easy read. It's for it's for your your teenage daughter. It's for you, the the guy. It's for the mother. It anybody can read it. I'm 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 gonna say that anybody can definitely read the book, and um, it, it's it's just about breaking cycles and having conversations that uh that are difficult to have that have been ignored for so long. That so. is so true. Yes, <laughs> that is so true. And yes. yeah, so like we know that unhealth, uh, unconscious, unhealthy relationship patterns keep us stuck, right? So um, can you tell the audience what some of your unconscious, unhealthy relationship patterns uh, that you had that finally came to light, I guess to say the scales <laughs> fell off mm-hmm. like with, uh, with Saul. Yeah, what, what were some of those? Oh my goodness. Uh, some of the unconscious and unhealthy relationships that I had were um, mental and emotional abuse. I was mm-hmm. in old that in, in, in some of those relationships and it never got physical 
because I was going to fight you back. Like I, I, yeah. I was going to mm-hmm. fight you back. So right. it wasn't going to get physical. That's mm-hmm. one thing it wasn't going to do. But I allowed the verbal and the emotional because I, I didn't consider that abuse. That's it. I, I didn't, I didn't consider that abuse at all. And so because I didn't consider that abuse, I um, endured that and. If not uh, most, if not all relationships that I had, the emotional and the physical abuse. Mm. And it was just goes back to probably what I've seen at home as a child. Yes. And so because that was my norm to, you know, that was my norm, uh, my, my, my norm that I've seen. And so it wasn't the normal behavior that it that's supposed to happen if you if right. you understand what I'm saying. I understand. And so and so because of seeing that those type of behaviors at home, I thought it was acceptable. I thought it was right. I thought I thought this is what happens while you're in a relationship. I didn't know how to be a girlfriend. <laughs> I think I said that in my book. I did not know how to be yes. a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my mother wasn't a girlfriend. My mother was a wife. So my aunts, my aunts were wives. And so um being a girlfriend didn't see. I, I was I had models of women being mothers and, and wives. Yes, yeah. And, and so um I didn't I saw I saw my mom cook for, for my dad. I saw my mom, you know taking care of the home, making sure of the kids. So I thought that girlfriends aren't supposed to do this. Wrong. Girlfriends don't supposed to do that. <laughs> See what you're saying? Yes. 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 And so because I was unaware and I did not know the place of a girlfriend and mm-hmm. the responsibility for a girlfriend, mm-hmm. I'm doing wifely duties and I'm I'm not even a wife. I see so, what you're saying. I'm giving I'm giving the milk away for free. For free. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Not realizing so you here's the milk on you don't have to pay for it. You want some milk? I'm giving milk away like Oprah. Like for mm. real. I'm giving yes. it away like Oprah. He said so it out to audience. Here you, man, go. here you go. You want it? Do you want the milk? I, I don't care. And so because I did not um, I didn't see that. I, I was automatically wife material in girl mm. from relation. The abuse, the the mental and the emotional abuse, mm-hmm. and um, it just became a pattern until something something triggered. I think my last my last. This relationship finally after tw- after twenty years, I finally realized this was not healthy. You like, know, isn't that something that it takes that long? And I'm not even talking about like I'm not even harping on you, like I said, because we're all broke, broken myself. Yeah. You know, even when I think about myself, like all of a sudden you just have a come to Jesus moment. You just like Mm-mm. Jesus woke me up. He woke me up that morning and said, "We we stopping your foolishness today." Today. today, we about to stop this today, and so I thank him for stopping the foolishness that day. Because I seen myself now, I actually seen myself repeating the same cycle 
of abusive relationship had I stayed. Yes. And I was going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually going to get stuck because it had became so comfortable. Mm-hmm. I did not want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, God had to make me uncomfortable in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And realize, Wait a minute. I wouldn't even allow this. Why am I allowing this? Mm-hmm. Like I really had to, I had that moment. Wait a minute. This is crazy. Yeah. What, why wouldn't, why didn't I allow this? It was like the things that I did not allow when I was probably, hmm, I say between 14 and 18. Mm-hmm. Those were the years where things just, I, I, I didn't really, I cared about boys, but you right. were not about to be the boss of me and you're not telling me what to do. And gotcha. so that first boyfriend that really got my ear and turned me on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Ah. After that. Oh, man, I'm a fool. You know, I, I, I was, <laughs> I, you, that was the beginning of the, the fall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say. That's that a good way to put it. That was the beginning of the fall. And mm. so I was like, wait a minute. Get back to her. Mm-hmm. Get back to her. Mm-hmm. So in order to get back to her, I had to unravel a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And the more I unravel, the more things I found out about myself. Okay, wait a minute. I don't think I want to be in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. The more I unravel, the more I'm, I'm, oh God, no, I don't want to be in a relationship. So, and, and God just made it a little bit easier. He got the uh, things were um, placed in my in my way, so I didn't have time for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's three years now. Hmm. Am I lonely? Uh, kind of, sort of. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah. However, I am at peace. Yes, Amen. <laughs> I, I I am at peace. When I say that I can, I can literally sleep at night. I don't think about, I wonder what he doing. I wonder what, what did he eat? I wonder, blah, blah, blah. you like, you thinking about him more than you thinking about God. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was putting him before God, even though I, I would never put him before God. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, I know. I know. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, and trust so, me. I understand. I understand. I was in to- in a toxic relationship. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Yes, it was just toxic. Oh, bit toxic after toxic. It was just crazy. And so I just said enough was enough. Yeah. And um, I didn't. It was. It hurt. It it hurt. It didn't hurt physically. It hurt mentally. Mm. And I don't people and, and emotionally, I don't, don't I don't think people understand the pain that you feel when you have a breakup. You know, um, what? that's so true. That's you, so we true. don't realize and we don't want to we don't want to feel that pain. And so we hop right back in another relationship to the next one. Yeah. To the next one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. now now do about the now he about to show himself even worse. Yes. Can I tell you? Can, I'm gonna tell you this quick thing. 
I dated four narcissists back to back. Mm. I can believe it. I can and believe they it. All and they all display narcissistic behavior. The word is thrown out, you know, all willy nilly now. However, the those guys that I dated for the last, you know, and they right. they mimicked. They mimicked. Oh my goodness! They they they. They didn't mimic each other. I'm going to say they didn't mimic each other. So it was hard to see. But right. after I after I came from up under the smoke and yes. I, I got out of the clouds and I'm in the air now. Right. And I can see. <laughs> right. And I can see. <laughs> they all was doing the same thing. Like that commercial. I could, they play that song. I can see clearly now. Girl, if I could sing, I was singing. I was <laughs> gonna be a bride, bride, sunshine. <laughs> but you know what? It 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 hurts just thinking. You know, I have, but it's painful. I know what you mean. <laughs> and that it costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a lot. There's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, it's like why did I allow those things? And so because of because of that, I just was like enough is enough because I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. out of control. He was like, let me just put you back together again. Like you said, the pain, which is why you say it for so long because you're trying to avoid the pain. But yeah. but feeling it is inevitable. I mean, you know, either we're gonna continue the unhealthy relationship patterns for the rest of our life, or we're gonna come out of it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we want to be comfortable, we don't want to get to the pain. But there's no progress without pain. Absolutely. You think about it like this: when you um, when you fall down, mm-hmm. uh, when you fall, when you first fall. And you you may bleed. Now, if you bleed, now you have a wound that needs to heal. And it's a process to that healing. Right. You know, um, it, you have to put whatever ointment that you have to put on mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to, to begin the healing process. Right. And so during that healing process, the doctor said, hey, keep it covered. Yes. Keep, keep it covered. Um, clean it. You know, um, after you clean it, put a Band-Aid back on it so it won't get infected or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or dirty. Okay, yeah. well, maybe you'll forget that you, you know, to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts to hurt again. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, wait, let me clean it back off and put the medicine back on because, uh, <laughs> right. because it hurts. It hurts. And and then after the hurts, you you start seeing it, it scab and all of that, and then one day you bump it again. Ooh, you you bump the man that thing hurt. Oh my goodness! You would think that you had just did it for the first time. You hit it and you just like okay do that again. I do, I don't want to. I don't want to bump it again because it was almost healed. It was almost healed. Yeah, mm. there. 
And now I've got to start the process all over again. Oh, my word. Yes, yes, yes. So after I start that process all over again, what I got to do? I got to clean it. I got to care for it. I got to make sure I sit myself down so I won't harm or or open the wound all over again. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, now the scab is is starting to, to come off. But don't you pick at that scab because if you pick at the scab and it's not healed, what's going to happen again? Mm -hmm. It's going to open back up and it's going to take take forever to heal. And so you got to start the process all over again. I want to wear my shorts because I look, I want to wear my shorts. So I'm going to have to get this thing healed up together. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the process all the way through because I need to look cute for the summer with no scars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And oh, so what what, is, what do you do again? You go back to the drawing board. Yeah. You get your stuff and you start to clean it again. Mm-hmm. And then you you sit you you following the steps. You like if I I I got up. That's how I bumped myself the the, the last time, mm-hmm. and that's why it's not healed right now. Let right. me sit myself down. So you finally sit yourself down for a little longer. Okay, now it's starting to heal. Now the scab is coming off. Mm-hmm. But it, the, it, the layer of, of skin is coming back. Yes. You know? So if I bump it, it it's, blood is not going to come out. It's just going to be a little painful. Mm-hmm. A reminder, hey, maybe I still need to chill, you know, keep myself still mm-hmm. a little bit longer so it can completely heal. And so that's sometimes what we have to do. We have to sit still long enough through the process, the pain, mm-hmm. all of that, just so we can be able to wear our shorts in the summertime. You know what I mean? So oh, my heal. word, do I know. And you know what? It was... um One thing I was thinking about as you were talking, and I was talking before that, too... Um, I know for myself, and I'm quite sure that this probably happens to a lot of women, which is probably why they go back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember feeling so shameful, you know, talking to my therapist about it. But when you are in a relationship with a person, with a toxic relationship, you slash, you know, narcissist, somebody that's personality disorder, those type of things, mm-hmm. it creates an unnatural craving inside of your soul to be with that individual. Yeah. You do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's very, very much so unnatural. I my my last one. Mm-hmm. My la- my last one, I wanted to be I wanted to be with my last one. Okay. He just he if anyone, if I could lay next to anyone and fall straight to sleep. He was the one that I could just sit, lay next to and just fall asleep. Okay. With no problem. And so um, I would want him to just come over just so I can fall asleep up under him. Mm. That's how that's how comfortable he made me feel. Mm. Uh, a lot of uh, other guys, I couldn't fall asleep. It, you know how you have kids so you don't really right. sleep? Oh, yeah. But, but with him, I could fall asleep. Mm. I didn't sleep. Okay. He was like, you were snoring, you was out. I was like, what? Yeah. I didn't even know I fell asleep. When wow. anybody else, anybody else know I could not fall asleep. I could not, 
So I wanted to, I wanted to be around him. I, I needed him so I could sleep. I would say, yes. come over so I could, so I can sleep, so I can go to sleep. Mm. You know, I fall asleep with you. He, mm. he just be, we can just be at my house, and I can yeah. just lay next to him, and I can just fall asleep. And so sometimes I wanted him to come over just so I could fall asleep. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that unnatural craving mm-hmm. because of the wounds in our own souls that we have not uh, mm-hmm. tackled and have not realized. And I, Absolutely. I got to the point of making so much progress and I'm just like, man, this is terrible. You know, and when you feel that craving inside of your soul, you try to literally you unconsciously, you don't realize you just like, OK, I'm just going to numb my whole body out so that I don't feel. But yeah. it's not you got to feel you got to like they always say you got to feel to heal. Yeah, you got to feel to heal. You see what I'm saying? I you have to so ashamed of that that I would like literally like numb my whole body out. And my therapist, I remember when I mentioned to her about it, she said, you know what, you've come so far. I would hate for you to get stuck on this. You have to lean in and feel that feeling. And that becomes a drug to you, but you don't even realize it. You know what, That I I understand that now because I'm I'm more... Especially because I have I have anxiety, and so mm-hmm. um, if it's something that's bothering me or if I don't feel comfortable, the anxiety starts to you know play play right. hard. Right. And so um, my doctor basically was like, "You don't have to go through the emotions. You don't have to feel them. They're mm-hmm. gonna be so uncomfortable." <laughs> but what you need to do mm-hmm. is um, this is my, one of my sisters in Christ. They. Um, she was like, you're going to have to write that thing out. Yeah. You're going to have to tell God what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. The emotions that you're feeling so you can get past them. And it so it's an uncomfortable feeling, isn't it? Yeah, oh, my God. And I didn't learn that until after I moved here. Mm-hmm. And so I've only been here for two years. So this is this is new. Yeah. Yeah. This is a new, a mm-hmm. new thing. And, then, yeah. and doing quarantine. Especially when writing, when I was writing, writing my book and right. I would get stuck. <laughs> I would get stuck because I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to go through what I had been through before. Yeah. Now I, now I have to write it out. Mm-hmm. I have to replay all of those emotions and I have to feel everything all yeah. over again. And mm-hmm. so I stopped, I literally stopped writing for like probably two or three weeks because I didn't want to feel that pain. Yes, I know. I know what you mean. I, I, I stopped myself. Mm-hmm. My, and um, my publisher, um, she didn't know that I had stopped. I'm like, I'm, I'm writing, I'm still writing. But I had stopped. <laughs> like, I stopped. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel the pain. I know what you mean. It, it hurt. It, it hurt. hurt. I know. I had to relive it all over again. Mm-hmm. Something was like, I, so I, I prayed. I said, God, I know you want me to write this book. Yes. I know you want me to write this book. Right. I can't write this book if these emotions are, if, if these emotions are, are, are following, following me and bothering me. Right. So, um, if you want this book to be done, I need you to, to handle these emotions as I go through. Yes. I, I'm not telling God what to do. Right. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just letting him know I can't do it if I have these these roadblocks in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm letting him know I'm afraid. I'm scared. I don't like what I'm feeling as I ride through. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, I was knocking them out. I was knocking them out. And wow. so when I found when when I would get to a point where I would go back to that place where I could not write, mm-hmm. I had to stop and say, okay, what what's wrong? Why am I feeling this way? And I, the story that I'm telling, I don't like the way it makes me feel. It, it's bringing me to a place where it's taking me back to a place where I was hurt. Right. And he, I, all I kept hearing is, I got you. Mm. Just write, just write it out. Just write it I out. Just yes. write it out. Yeah. And so writing, it, writing helped me as much as I hate writing. I, like I hate writing. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Right. I don't to write a book. Mm. Um, wow. What's crazy is, as much as I hate writing, I have years and years of journals. Isn't that something? Yeah, I have years and years of journals and prayers that I've written that I I don't like writing, but that's my way of healing. That's my way of of, of getting rid of those emotions. So now now I'm quicker to write those feelings and emotions out. And Mm -hmm. so I'm learning to deal with them a little by little. Mm -hmm. It hurt. It really does hurt still. Oh, yes. It still hurts. And oh, so yeah. I have to just say, Lord, as I'm writing this, it, it hurts. I'm like I'm telling them, God, this don't feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. It does not feel good. Right. Doesn't feel good at all. And so, um, but I know that you want me. I know that there's a purpose. Yes. So whatever mm-hmm. the purpose is, allow me to get to that place. In the meantime, can you comfort me? Mm-hmm. In the meantime, right? Because I'm on a mission for you, on a mission for you. So I, I need to to do your will. Yes. You do for me, God. Thank you. Amen. I'm not telling you what. I'm not telling him what to do. Right. I'm doing what you want me to do, but there's some stumbling blocks in the road. Mm-hmm. Can you help me out, please? Yes. Yes. I, I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. And, and so writing has, as much as I hate, I hate it. I hate writing. Mm-hmm. I, I write. I, 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 I write. And the things yes. that I hate are the things that God makes me do. <laughs> and do you notice too, though, as you, and I noticed this with mine, when you write your story and as you're going back and revising and editing and all of that, reformatting and et cetera, Mm-hmm. You start noticing things you hadn't even noticed before. You start seeing certain patterns of behavior in certain seasons and what led to that. Oh that my goodness. Before. You're, oh my goodness. You you don't I picked up on patterns from past generations. Yes. And I, how I picked up on it, I asked. I asked around. Mm. I, asked my, I asked my aunt. My aunt. I, I talked to my aunts, and 
they were telling me stories of my grandmother and um, just listening to the stories. I'm like, what? Wait, 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 hold up, hold wait, 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 go back. I did that. I'm not telling them that I've done that. Right. But I'm identifying within myself. Wait, wait, wait. She did that too? Right. Okay, if she did that and I'm doing that, mm-hmm. isn't that like a, a cycle of, of repeating yes. Yes. yourself? Yes. From yeah. a generation to, mm-hmm. to another generation? Right. Okay, wait, wait. Now, the, the behaviors that I was displaying and the behaviors that I was told about or that I I found out about, wait a minute, wait a mm-hmm. minute. I mimic the life of my grandmother. Mm. Oh, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that I've been repeating the cycle of, 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 of my grandmother and, the, and I was very unaware of? How yes. can that be? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why did no one tell me? Because they kept things hush-hush back in the day. You know, you don't talk about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so since you said, since you knew it was wrong, you just as bad, you just as guilty as, a, as, as, as she is. Mm-hmm. So you wanted me to repeat the same cycle? How dare you? So because I found, I started to find out, and I'm like, wait a minute, there's a generation behind me. I, I, I do not want them to repeat the same thing that I did. Right. We, we about to fix this. We oh, fix yeah. This. Mm-hmm. We really, we really about to fix this right now because if I don't say anything, that means I'm okay with the behavior that was okay with the behavior that was okay with the behavior that was okay yes. with the behavior. Yes. Generations, generations yes. after generations. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's time to have those conversations. It's time to talk about the uncle who raped the knee. It's time to talk about it's time to have those conversations. The uncomfortable ones. Uncomfortable ones. Until Mm -hmm. we don't, until we don't, we are bound to to repeat the same cycle all over and over again until somebody say, I've had enough. We about to stop this. We about to talk about this. And so that's where I come in mm-hmm. and, and wrote this. Yes. Because there's no way in the world that I would want anyone to repeat the same. No, absolutely not. No, I so know I mean. yes. The only way we stop it is we talk about it. We, we talk, talk about it. it. Right. Have those passing that trauma on. Yeah. Why would you want to pass it on? And we don't, but you know what? A lot of times they don't realize it, and especially when it comes to uh, just keeping it real when it comes to black families. Definitely, definitely. You know yeah, I mean, no, you, know? you keep that. You keep that a secret. You don't. You don't tell Big Mama secret because right. if you tell Big Mama secret, you don't. You don't mess up the whole family dynamic. No, there you go. No, yeah. No. We yeah. about to tell Big Mama secrets because if we don't tell Big Mama secrets. We gonna have we gonna have grandkids. We gonna have kids having kids at thirteen and fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. We gonna have 
uh, uncles and aunties being molested or molesting the nieces and nephews and cousins and stuff like that. Right. You know, we're gonna we're gonna continue to have the drug issues that we have in our life. We're gonna continue to have problem uh, problematic behavior within our families if we do not if we do not speak up and, and yeah. say what's going on, calling them out. And mm-hmm. whoever who, whoever is telling them, I had to listen. Right. You know, I I, I listen, and when I listen, I learned a lot. You sure do. I learned a lot from my grandmother, my grandmother, my godmother, and the women of, of, of the church that I went to when I was a kid. Me too. I would sit. I would sit and, and watch. Yeah, you sit, watch, and listen, and you pretend like you're not listening because you know kids. You don't come and sit and hang out with the adults. I would purposely get in trouble just so I could sit next to them, just so I can. I could watch them. I would sit next to my grandmother just so I can watch. I'm not being nosy mm-hmm. in the conversation. I just want to. I just want to watch. Right. You learned a lot from watching. You did. You did. Because even when I mentioned stuff to my mother today, she said, "Tina, you remember that?" I said, "Mom, I remember a lot of stuff. You'd be surprised at what I remember." It was, it was until you opened your mouth that's when you you stopped learning. Yes. You open your mouth, that's when you stop learning. Mm-hmm. So when I was quiet, I learned how to be classy. I learned how to walk in a place where where I'm gonna get everybody's attention without saying a word. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was among some women that just they competed with each other, but they did not compete with each other. Yes. You know? Yes. They did not that that Sunday event that, that's gonna happen, the pastors and wives. Uh, appreciation. They mm-hmm. gonna come dressed. They yes. they ain't gonna tell you what they wearing. They gonna walk in and and you gonna oh wait a minute, sister so and so came. Look at her. Oh, and they ain't talking about you. In no, a, you know in a negative way. No, they, they giving you the ultimate respect because you done pulled it off. Now you bad. There now you I'm go. gonna have to I'm gonna have to compete with sister so and so on her. Our appreciation day next year. You know what I mean? Right. That kind of thing. Like that. You know, it was kind of it was the unspoken. Yes. Unspoken. And they would they would speak to each other and they would check them. Girl, you know you was wrong for doing that. (laughs) (laughs) You know you was now you now you know you was wrong. And they wouldn't wait until they left. They gonna check you right then. You know you wrong for saying that. Yes. Why you do that to her? Right. Go fix that. Yeah. And so I, I I need us to get back there, you know, because yeah. that's where we were we were starting to see the change. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden we we done fell back. And girl, he yeah, she talking about you. I wouldn't mess with her. Leave her alone and blah blah. Don't be telling my business. Don't right. be telling everybody what's going on in my life. Well, obviously, there's something going on in your life that you shouldn't be doing. So and you right. don't want nobody in your life. That's true. I can give yeah. back, but I'm not intact to be sharing all of that. You took the price to give me that life, and now it's never gonna fade away. When I see, I need more of. 
Peace.